Chapter Three of Narda the Lily by H. Rider Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mopo ventures home. I threw myself down on the grass and panted till my breath came back. Then I went and hid in a patch of reeds down by a swamp. All day long I lay there thinking, what was I to do? Now I was a jackal without a hole. If I went back to my people, certainly they would kill me, whom they thought a thief. My blood would be given for Nomas, and that I did not wish, though my heart was sad. Then there came into my mind the thought of Shaka, the boy to whom I had given the cup of water long ago. I had heard of him. His name was known in the land. Already the air was big with it. The very trees and grass spoke it. The words he had said and the vision that my mother had seen were beginning to come true. By the help of the Umtechwas, he had taken the place of his father, Senzangakuna. He had driven out the tribe of the Amakwabe. Now he had made war on Suete, chief of the Endwande, and he had sworn that he would stamp the Endwande flat so that nobody could find them any more. Now I remembered how this Shaka promised that he would make me great and that I should grow fat in his shadow, and I thought to myself that I would arise and go to him. Perhaps he would kill me. Well, what did it matter? Certainly I should be killed if I stayed here. Yes, I would go. But now my heart pulled another way. There was but one whom I loved in the world. It was my sister Balika. My father had betrothed her to the chief of a neighbouring tribe, but I knew that this marriage was against her wish. Perhaps my sister would run away with me if I could get near her to tell her that I was going. I would try, yes, I would try. I waited till the darkness came down. Then I rose from my bed of weeds and crept like a jackal towards the kraal. In the mealy gardens I stopped a while, for I was very hungry, and filled myself with the half-ripe mealies. Then I went on till I came to the kraal. Some of my people were seated outside of a hut, talking together over a fire. I crept near, silently as a snake, and hid behind a little bush. I knew that they could not see me outside the ring of the firelight, and I wanted to hear what they said. As I guessed, they were talking of me and called me many names. They said that I should bring ill luck on the tribe by having killed so great a witch-doctor as Noma. Also, that the people of the headman would demand payments for the assault on him. I learned, moreover, that my father had ordered out all the men of the tribe to hunt for me on the morrow, and to kill me wherever they found me. Ah, I thought, you may hunt, but you will bring nothing home to the pot. Just then a dog that was lying by the fire got up and began to sniff the air. I could not see what dog it was. Indeed, I had forgotten all about the dogs when I drew near the kraal. That is what comes of want of experience, my father. The dog sniffed and sniffed. Then he began to growl, looking always my way, and I grew afraid. What is the dog growling at? said one man to another. Go and see but the other man was taking snuff and did not like to move. Let the dog go and see for himself, he answered, sneezing. 
what is the good of keeping a dog if you have to catch the thief go on then said the first man to the dog and he ran forward barking then i saw him it was my own dog goose a very good dog presently as i lay not knowing what to do he smelt my smell stopped barking and running around the bush he found me and began to lick my face be quiet goose i whispered to him and he lay down by my side where has that dog gone now said the first man is he bewitched that he stops barking suddenly and does not come back we will see said the other rising a spear in his hand now once more i was terribly afraid for i thought that they would catch me or i must run for my life again but as i sprang up to run a big black snake glided between the men and went off towards the huts they jumped aside in a great fright then all of them turned to follow the snake saying that this was what the dog was barking at that was my good eclose my father which without any doubt took the shape of a snake to save my life when they had gone i crept off the other way and coos followed me at first i thought that i would kill him lest he should betray me but when i called him to me to knock him on the head with my kerry he sat down upon the ground wagging his tail and seemed to smile in my face and i could not do it so i thought that i would take my chance and we went on together this was my purpose first to creep into my own hut and get my assegais and the skin blanket then to gain speech with balaka my hut i thought would be empty for nobody slept there except myself and the huts of noma were some paces away to the right i came to the reed fence that surrounded the huts nobody was to be seen at the gate which was not shut with thorns as usual it was my duty to close it and i had not been there to do so then bidding the dog lie down outside i stepped through boldly reached the door of my hut and listened it was empty there was not even a breath to be heard so i crept in and began to search for my assegais my water-gourd and my wood-pillow which was so nicely carved that i did not like to leave it soon i found them then i felt about for my skin-rug and as i did so my hand touched something cold i started and felt again it was a man's face the face of a dead man of noma whom i had killed and who had been laid in my hut to await burial oh then i was frightened for noma dead and in the dark was worse than noma alive i made ready to fly when suddenly i heard the voices of women talking outside the door of the hut i knew the voices they were those of noma's two wives and one of them said that she was coming in to watch by her husband's body now i was in a trap indeed for before i could do anything i saw the lights go out of the hole in the hut and knew by the sound of a fat woman puffing as she bent herself up that noma's first wife was coming through it presently she was in and squatting herself by the side of the corpse in such a fashion that i could not get to the door she began to make lamentations and to call down curses on me 
ah she did not know that i was listening i too squatted by noma's head and grew quick-witted in my fear now that the woman was there i was not so much afraid of the dead man and i remembered too that he had been a great cheat so i thought i would make him cheat for the last time i placed my hands beneath his shoulders and pushed him up so that he sat upon the ground the woman heard the noise and made a sound in her throat will you not be quiet you old hag i said in noma's voice can you not let me be at peace even now when i am dead she heard and falling backwards in fear drew in her breath to shriek aloud what will you also dare to shriek i said again in noma's voice then i must teach you silence and i tumbled him over onto the top of her then her senses left her and whether she ever found them again i do not know at least she grew quiet for that time for me i snatched up the rug afterwards i found it was noma's best carros made by basutos of chosen catskins and worth three oxen and i fled followed by coos now the kraal of my chief my father makedama was two hundred paces away and i must go thither for there badika slept also i dared not enter by the gate because a man was always on guard there so i cut my way through the reed fence with my assegai and crept to the hut where balaka was with some of her half-sisters i knew on which side of the hut it was her custom to lie and where her head would be so i lay down on my side and gently very gently began to bore a hole in the grass covering of the hut it took a long while for the thatch was thick but at last i was nearly through it then i stopped for it came into my mind that balaka might have changed her place and that i might wake the wrong girl i almost gave it over thinking that i would fly alone when suddenly i heard a girl wake and begin to cry on the other side of the thatch ah i thought that is balaka who weeps for her brother so i put my lips where the thatch was thinnest and whispered balaka my sister balaka do not weep i mopo am here say not a word but rise come out of the hut bringing your skin blanket now balaka was very clever she did not shriek as most girls would have done no she understood and after waiting a while she rose and crept from the hut her blanket in her hand why are you here mopo as she whispered as we met surely you will be killed hush i said and then i told her of the plan which i had made will you come with me i said when i had done or will you creep back into the hut and bid me farewell she thought a while then she said no my brother i will come for i love you alone among our people though i believe that this will be the end of it that you will lead me to my death i did not think much of her words at the time but afterwards they came back to me so we slipped away together followed by the dog coos and soon we were running over the veldt with our faces set towards the country of the zulu tribe End of chapter 3